John 17 4, For I have glorified thee on the earth, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. The question I have for those who forsake our Lord's promises ponder the information in this article of what it is you have actually turned your back on. Here is a father making over the elect to the Redeemer, and giving them to him as his charge and trust as the crown and recompense of his undertaking. He has a sovereign power over all the fallen race, but a peculiar interest in the chosen remnant all things were put under his feet, but they were delivered into his hand. Here is the son undertaking to secure the happiness of those that were given him, that he would give eternal life to them. See how great the authority of the Redeemer is. He has lives and crowns to give, eternal lives that never die, immortal crowns that never fade. Now consider how great the Lord Jesus is, who has such preferments in his gift and how gracious he is in giving eternal life to those whom he undertakes to save. He sanctifies them in this world, gives them the spiritual life which is eternal life in the bud and embryo, John 4:14. 4, Grace in the soul is heaven in that soul. He will glorify them in the other world their happiness shall be completed in the vision and fruition of God. This only is mentioned because it supposes all the other parts of his undertaking, teaching them, satisfying for them, sanctifying them, and preparing them for that eternal life and indeed all the other were in order to this we are called to his kingdom and glory, and begotten to the inheritance. What is last in execution was first in intention, and that is eternal life. Christ is glorified by the purifying of Christian societies, Corruptions in his church are a reproach to him the purging out of those corruptions rolls away the reproach. Or, rather, now Judas was gone to set the wheels a-going, in order to his being put to death, and the thing was likely to be effected shortly. Now is the Son of Man glorified, meaning, now he is crucified one. Here is something which Christ instructs them in, concerning his sufferings, that was very comforting, one, that he should himself be glorified in them. Now the Son of Man is to be exposed to the greatest ignominy and disgrace, to be despitefully used to the last degree, and dishonored both by the cowardice of his friends and the insolence of his enemies yet now he is glorified. 4. 1. Now he is to obtain a glorious victory over Satan and all the powers of darkness, to spoil them, and triumph over them. He is now girding on the harness, to take the field against these adversaries of God and man, with as great an assurance as if he had put it off. 2. Now he is to work out a glorious deliverance for his people, by his death to reconcile them to God, and bring in an everlasting righteousness and happiness for them to shed that blood which is to be an inexhaustible fountain of joys and blessings to all believers. 3. Now he is to give a glorious example of self-denial and patience under the cross, courage and contempt of the world, zeal for the glory of God, and love to the souls of men, such as will make him to be forever admired and had in honor. Christ had been glorified in many miracles he had wrought, and yet he speaks of his being glorified now in his sufferings, as if that were more than all his other glories in his humble state. For believers who are abiding in Psalms 91 spiritual protection it is imperative to note we are protected. However, we must not be so arrogant as to tempt our Lord, by being aware of who is in our presence. As well becoming more able to isolate our public movements. Robert